Hello, everybody. Jesse Shrek with Practical Missions Cohort. And today we're doing another podcast episode, and the title is Meet Baby Beatrice Speranza. And this comes from our most recent email update that we sent out. Uh, it's been a wild time here, all kinds of stuff, crazy stuff going on. But we also welcomed into this world our new baby girl, and it's very exciting. Our hearts are overwhelmed with gratefulness to God and His faithfulness, His goodness. And uh, so we're going to get into that a little bit, tell the story, what's going on there, how things are now, talk about some of these photos and different things we have in this email update, as well as uh, a general update, ways you can be praying for us, for the ministry and, and Italy in general and, and the outreach and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so to start our uh, outreach today, we'll go ahead and get into our Bible verse. So our Bible verse today is actually uh, one of my favorites. It's one that I've uh, sealed into my heart. Constantly uh, like to come back to this verse and, and be reminded uh, why I am still on this planet, why I am still alive. Uh, fully convinced of this in my heart. I should be should have been dead many times uh, over the years, uh, in, in the past, and so on. And uh, but God has kept me alive, and I'm more and more convinced He has me alive for a specific purpose. And I like this verse, uh, which comes from the mouth of the Apostle Paul in the book of Acts, chapter 26, because it, in a real way, reminds me of my calling, um, uh, the ministry God has given me to proclaim the gospel and so on, and to make disciples. And uh, so I'll share this verse with us today. We'll talk a little bit about it, and then we'll get into the the particular updates that we have. We read this, Acts 26, verse 17, 18. To whom I am sending you to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. <clears throat> Excuse me. To whom I am sending you to open their eyes. Uh, this is a, a verse that's good for us to remember uh, as Christians, as disciples of Jesus Christ. Uh, we are left here for a purpose. Uh, it's very true. We need to never forget it. If God wanted to, when he saved us, the moment he caused us to be born again and made a new, a new creature in Christ, forgiven of our sins and given the righteousness of Jesus Christ, he could have very well taken us directly with him in that moment in heaven, with him, forever, for eternity. But it's not his plan, usually, and he typically is leaving us here after he causes us to be born again, saved, redeemed, and he, he leaves us here for a purpose. Uh, now, some will go and say uh, that they're sent, and it's true, we are sent into this world uh, to the lost, to go reach them, to evangelize. Uh, but in a real sense, we're also we're left here, uh, for a real sense, to evangelize this world, to make disciples, to obey Jesus, to uh, enjoy Him now and then for for eternity as well. Uh, but we're here for a purpose. There's a big idea that we that we can take from this today. I'm sending you to open their eyes, He says, to open their eyes. And it's a good reminder for us when Jesus was literally walking around healing people, opening the eyes of the blind, making the lame able to walk, the deaf able to hear. All these things had a purpose, uh, particularly to reveal this is not an ordinary man. Uh, he has authority from God because he's God in the flesh. He was revealing his identity as the Son of Man, the Son of God, uh, as as divine, able to do what no one else can do. Uh, so he was opening eyes, so this uh, establishes who he is among the people, but also points to another reality that we all are spiritually blind from our birth. And only through the, the regeneration of the Holy Spirit are we made alive and able to actually see our eyes, our spiritual eyes become open and we're able to see things properly. We're able to see our sin for how wretched and terrible it is. We're able to see Jesus for how glorious and wonderful he is. We're able to see the church for how to, what a beautiful thing that is as well. And the word of God, it comes alive to us. We're able to see that. Uh, I'm sending you to open their eyes. Now, we need to remember here, Paul 
physically, he's not able to open anybody's eyes, actually. But through the preaching of the gospel, through the proclamation of the word of God and the gospel, God the Holy Spirit accompanying the gospel causes people to be born again and their eyes are opened. It's God the Holy Spirit who opens their eyes. But we get to experience other people's eyes are opened when the Holy Spirit convicts and converts and causes new birth. Uh, So it's a wonderful thing. I'm sending you to open their eyes. If you're still here today, just remember that. You're here for a purpose, and a big part of that purpose is you're here to go to the lost. You're here to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ uh, and to, to point uh, sinners to Jesus Christ and their need to repent and to believe in Him. Uh, and their eyes will be opened as you do that. Not everybody, but according to God's sovereign will, those whom He predestined at the right time, in the time of God, He will open their eyes. It will happen. And then He says further, so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God. They will turn from darkness to light. I forgot to put on my other mic here. Uh, there it is. I use this one to record the video just to make it easier for myself. Uh, so they will turn from darkness to light and the power of Satan to God. So we need to re- be reminded here as well, uh, all those who are not in the kingdom, all those who are not yet born of the Spirit of God, born from above, those who are still dead in their sins, they are in darkness. They may feel like they are bright and brilliant and and able to conquest this world and, and whatever it might be, or, or not. But in any case, if they're not in Christ, they're still in darkness. But as their eyes are open, as the Spirit causes new birth, they go from darkness to light. And they go from the power of Satan. They're slaves to sin, as we read in Second Timothy as well. Uh, under the power of Satan, they're slaves to Satan as well, to do His will. So they'll go from the power of Satan to God. They'll go from dead to life, uh, from slaves to sin to slaves of God, uh, servants of the Lord, and that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Sanctified by faith. So many things here, as you can see, I could go on and on and on. Each of these particular words and concepts, there's so much that could be said here. Uh, But just let, let it be enough for us today to remember God wants to use you. God is using us. Uh, He desires more people's eyes to be open. He has more sheep that are out there that need to be found. And it's through our uh, spirit-filled gospel proclamation as we go out of our way to reach the lost that He is bringing people from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God, and then giving them forgiveness, granting them repentance, which leads to forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Uh, But this last one also important for us to remember, sanctified. Uh, From the moment we're saved, we're made new, we are sanctified once and for all. We're justified. And yet there's that ongoing sanctifying work uh, that God is still doing in our lives day after day until He calls us to be uh, calls him calls us home to be with him for eternity or until he returns uh, but we're sanctified by faith in me by grace through faith uh, you are saved let us remember that as well uh, it's not the works here in Italy the big teaching has always been uh, they they have there's this idea of faith as a generic idea of faith it's a thing, uh, but saving faith, they've never even comprehended. Uh, so they have faith and they have works as well. They do all kinds of works to earn God's favor, to earn God's graces and so on. Uh, but it's not genuine faith. It's not saving faith. Um, the kind of faith here, sanctified by faith, this comes from when we come to the point we realize we can't save ourselves. There's nothing we can do. We renounce our self-righteousness. We abandon ourselves uh, we naked into the hands of God. We come empty-handed and we say, uh, save us, Lord, save me. Make me new. 
change my heart. Uh, a, a true authentic type of uh, of salvation experience is that. So uh, just a, a couple verses for us there. Good reminder, you're here for a purpose. Uh, God is doing stuff. He's taking people from darkness to light, from Satan to God. Uh, there's a powerful work going on. We don't see it every day in all areas, but uh, the more we are out and proclaiming the gospel, the more God is also uh, able to work uh, through us. It's through the proclamation of the gospel that people get saved. Uh, let me let me brighten this light up over here just a wee bit if I can. Oh, looks like the battery might be dying on me. All right, I'm losing my secondary light source, I think. Are we? Really? Let me check that. Yeah, we sure are. That's a bummer. Okay. Um, okay, so going into, uh, through the email here again, back to the top, I just want to share a couple things uh, with everybody um, to keep this brief today. Uh, but this is our update for uh, to incorporate our ministry partners uh, uh, and our friends in the Lord's work in and through PMC and the in this case the Shrek missionaries with with PMC. We pray to God to see more missionaries working with PMC in the near future, uh, hopefully after this pandemic. Uh, but baby Beatrice Speranza is home. Uh, she's home, and we praise God for that. Uh, here's a little video. If you get a chance, we'll put it in the show notes. You can check this out. Little baby Beatrice Speranza. If I click on it, probably uh, it'll start showing it. You, I don't think you'll be able to hear it in this format. Uh, but it uh, it shows the hospital where she was born, some of her first photos. I was with her there uh, for her first little bath. Very cute experience. Uh, wonderful. Sealed in my heart forever, I'm sure. Uh, that's her little girl, and you can see more uh, about her if uh, if you check out the show notes there. Here's a couple photos as well, though. Uh, here she is, just a day or two old. Day or two old. Uh, here she is, us at home now. Uh, we have... Uh, uh, me and Chi Chi together with her. She's very attentive. She's very alert. Seems like she'll be a really smart girl, just like her brother. Uh, amazingly, though, we can tell right away she's of a different disposition than her big brother. Her big brother came out of that, out of the womb, and uh, he had that uh, kind of demanding uh, mentality, that uh, defiant uh, kind of personality. And he's looking at the doctors with suspicion. What are you doing here? What do you want from me? You know what you're doing, right? He, he kind of had that from the very beginning. And shepherding his heart has been uh, a challenge for us, a learning experience, uh, because he's so bright, but also has that kind of uh, that disposition naturally. Uh, as our first child, has been a, a really challenging time for us these first four years with him. Uh, but in any case, we see right away, though, this girl has a different disposition, smart, alert, uh, but uh, she's, she's much more laid back, easygoing more trust trusting you could say uh, so that's that's a great blessing to see that uh, already and then here we have a photo of the four of us in, in the morning uh, these have been long nights uh, as you know if you have kids uh, the first nights there are, are new it's it's it can be challenging we're up late uh, changing diapers throughout the night milking and all this but she's been a great little baby and here we are in the morning my hair's all messed up Jeremy too Jeremy looks great though um, we got little the little nugget down here little Bea and, and Chi Chi we're all snuggled together just grabbed a quick photo and uh, so we're, we're overwhelmed with joy by all this. It's just been absolutely fantastic. We're overwhelmed. God has been good. And I don't know if you caught it, but uh, we also posted a quick one-minute video on Sunday. Last Sunday, she was supposed to give birth. This would have been the 25th of October. Uh, but she actually uh, did not give birth. They wanted to induce her that day. And they said, why don't you wait two more days and come in on Tuesday? We'll induce you then if the baby doesn't come in the meantime. And uh, we avoided all summer this this two different nests of calabroni, these crazy killer bees here in Italy. These are like wasps. I've been talking about them on and off uh, during these updates and stuff. They're monsters. They're big. They're crazy. And people, our, our neighbor was in a coma for a few days after getting stung by one. An elderly woman died not too long ago by getting stung by one. We avoided getting stung by one of these things all summer. We had a guy come and take out one of the nests and then another nest formed a month or two later in the back. And it's been absolutely crazy trying to avoid these things and not get stung. 
and the weather changed, it cooled down, and they're gone, and everything is good. Uh, but all of a sudden, uh, on the day that Bea was supposed to be born, the 25th, we go out into the yard just to put the, the chairs and the table into the shed, and I, I lift the, the, the plastic covering off of the table and move it over where we hang the clothes out to dry, the clothing hanger outside. And uh, all of a sudden, I see there's a, there's a calabrone on the thing. Jeremy's out there now, Chi-Chi as well, and uh, they're out getting a, a ball out of the shed. And all of a sudden, Jeremy starts screaming, and uh, she got stung on her belly. She's still pregnant. The day she's supposed to give birth, got stung by one of these killer bees on the belly. It hit her like two or three times. She smacked it to the ground and we're freaking out. We don't know what to do. We rush her to the hospital, emergency room. She doesn't have any major reaction, which is great. We praise God for that. He kept her from having a terrible reaction. He kept her from going into a coma or dying. And he kept the baby from being hurt as well. Uh, But crazy stuff going on. In the same week, uh, now we kept uh, Cornelius home from the nursery school, but we just found out uh, th- this past week, uh, at least one child and then almost all of the teachers at the nursery school all are positive with the virus, and now their husbands or spouses are positive, and it's, it's just a crazy little outbreak happening at the, vi- uh, at, the, at the nursery school. They had to shut it down, but thankfully, we were not taking Chi-Chi there. Otherwise, he would have potentially brought it home right at the time when she was about to give birth, and that would have been just stressful and crazy. Uh, now... Potentially, and I'm pretty convinced we actually all had this virus back in in February uh, in our house, and uh, and it was a terrible experience, especially for me. I had it worse than anybody. But an ongoing thing, and it takes takes something out of you when you have it. At least in our situation, when we had it. Uh, but thankfully, we didn't get it again, and and that's all good. And the baby gave we gave birth on Wednesday, the 28th of October, and uh, Jerry V was there, and uh, it came real fast. Uh, she started having contractions finally uh, in the afternoon. While they were monitoring her, I'm at home. I'm not even allowed to be though, uh, be there with her, unfortunately, during the whole time. So it's been uh, a bit of a bummer that I had to drop her off and kind of wait outside or come back uh, because of the COVID situation here. I couldn't be with her. So that's been terrible. But for the actual birth moments, they said I was allowed to be there. Jeremy called and said, I think it's a good time you could come. So I quick finished my dinner, ran over there to the hospital. I'm there within like 40, 30 minutes or so. I get there and I hear this terrible screaming from the, from the hallway. And they buzz me. They let me in and they know who I am. And I said, is that my wife screaming? Yeah, that's her. <laughs> She's ready to give birth. And it came real quick. Instead of a long kind of uh, labor this time, this was super quick. Within an hour, the baby was out. Uh, but if you know Jerry V, you probably uh, know she's got a sweet, tender voice because you hear her talk in English. And uh, But when she talks in her language, uh, she's got a much more commanding kind of voice. Uh, she has a loud voice. Uh, and, uh, and when she's pregnant and screaming, I was... I almost fainted. I was this close to fainting, not from the whole birth experience, but from her screaming. Like, uh, I've never heard anything like that. I'm pretty sure uh, I can imagine the mountains over here were actually moving back. Her voice, her scream was so loud, so intense. I, I've been traumatized. I was this close to fainting. They brought me a chair at one point. I said, why are you bringing me a chair? You know, I'm fine. I'm standing here. And then after a couple of minutes of hearing the scream, and I realized I'm, I'm, I'm about to fall over. I think I need to sit down. And I sat down and and things were definitely better uh, after that. And within moments, she gave birth, and she's doing well. Uh, she's got some pains she's she's dealing with and so on after the pregnancy. Uh, but all in all, she's doing uh, much better. Uh, so let me get into this uh, this quick update section here, and uh, and that's that. But but praise God with us. Jeremy's doing well. The baby's doing well, and the baby's here. God brought her into this world safe, sound. Oh, this is the other thing too. Uh, maybe did I, oh, I'll mention it here when I get to the family, uh, the size of the baby, the outcome, and all that. Uh, Below is an update on family, Italy in general, outreach. Uh, If you prefer to watch or listen, subscribe to the YouTube channel and the podcast. If you haven't done that uh, already, uh, please do that. 
uh, family. Uh, we praise God that baby Beatrice has arrived safe and sound. Jeremy gave birth Wednesday. Yep, I already said all this stuff, and the baby's not home with us. Good. We praise God for answering our prayers. The baby was born 3.145 kilo and uh, 50 centimeters long, normal dimensions. And uh, despite all the doctors during her pregnancy, even just 10 days before giving birth, they were saying the baby is too small. Her arms and legs are all too small. And so here we thought about that. And it could be that all these different doctors in all these different places from Mestre to Padova and everywhere else, maybe they were all wrong. It's possible. But it seems since they all were saying the same thing that they were right. Uh, and, and that through many people's prayers, a lot of people have been praying for this little girl. Uh, as one of our partners mentioned, she's been well prayed for, this little girl. Uh, many people's prayers. God was pleased to cause her to grow because now she came out and her dimensions are all fine. The doctors had nothing to say. They're like, huh, wow. She looks just like she should. And uh, so we, we praise God for that. We're so grateful. So grateful to see her doing well and of proper size and everything. We also praise God for moving hearts, uh, especially those of our home church in New York at Redeeming Grace Fellowship. Uh, many people contributed uh, generously to provide for numerous items. I think all of the items on Jerry V's wish list. And we are fully supplied and humbled by such great support from brothers and sisters in Christ that are partnering with us in this ministry. So if you contributed to that, we thank God for you. We pray God bless you. Uh, we're, we're truly humbled by this. We've never felt more supported and partnered with in all our years of ministry. Uh, it's just an amazing thing. And we, we praise God for how he's working at Redeeming Grace Fellowship, for our brothers and sisters there, our pastors there's just a wonderful wonderful uh thing and uh, all glory to god we ask now that uh, as a prayer request please pray for jerry v to continue to recover and for baby beatrice to keep growing healthy and strong she's still just a little nugget and uh but these are precious moments as well uh but pray for her to keep growing healthy and strong all of us uh and then pray uh we, we ask you to please prayerfully consider helping us offset some of the many medical expenses we have had to endure. I'll put that in the show notes. There's a PayPal link if you want to just give to us personally. This would be not tax deductible, not through the mission, just to us to help us cover all these extra expenses we had to endure with all these crazy appointments they made us go and do. Uh, so that's that. The, the general update is that Italy is having its second wave with the virus. Uh, in the summer, the numbers of new daily cases were down to about 100-ish, and, and now we're over 30,000 a day. About I think we peaked at like 36,000 one day, and we're at 30,029, I think, yesterday, 29,000. Uh, restrictions are increasing, and new lockdown measures are being made. They made the decision yesterday again. I think it started last Monday that uh, stores and restaurants have to close at 6 p.m., uh, which is... People in Italy don't eat till at least 7 p.m., 8, 9, something like this. Uh, so restaurants are getting hit hard, coffee bars, those kind of places. Uh, but yeah, new restrictions. All the high school students now are doing distance learning, so at home, to avoid crowding the buses and, and, and spreading the virus and all this. Uh, and now they made new decisions last night, region by region here in Italy. Italy has 20 regions, and they're all being evaluated based on their situation. Uh, so there's now, uh, this is a, a, another lockdown basically is happening from now until December 3rd. Uh, it's a lighter form. There's a little bit of flexibility, but in certain regions, you're not allowed to go out of your house without a signed documentation stating your purpose for why you're going out. Uh, so things are getting more strict here. And, uh, and that brings us to our next section. Uh, just pray for wisdom for us as a family and for the ministry during these ongoing crazy pandemic times. And now, well, it's looking like another, this is a light lockdown, but it's still a lockdown. And uh, I think it's more serious than the kind of lockdowns they do there in the States. Now, uh, outreach, pray for us for this too. Vera Vita, the outreach. 
uh, with masks on, we have been evangelizing in the piazza at the market, giving out tracts and talking. Uh, we've also been going house to house with gospel tracts and doing follow-up visits for people who reach out to us. And then we've been in the digital piazza now. We're getting in there with the podcast, the YouTube channel, and Facebook doing gospel proclamation. Uh, gatherings in the home are not yet permitted, no more than six people, I think. Uh, but at this point now, we're, we're highly suggested don't even, you're not allowed to really visit other people, even family members uh, that are outside your, your nucleus, your, your house. Uh, and if you are with it, you have to always be wearing a mask. Uh, so even doing visits now is a bit complicated. I don't even know how we're going to do that right now. But since restrictions are making things complicated, we are taking the opportunity to increase our online outreach, our media outreach. So I'm now Jesse is now developing a new series of short videos on YouTube to proclaim the gospel. Uh, we want to do five, 10 minute clips uh, on topics, on things like this. I found a priest, a young priest, who's got like 100, over 100,000 subscribers. And uh, in Gamba makes really uh, uh, talented guy, smart guy, makes his, his videos and this and that real quick and brief. Uh, but the gospel is lacking in all of his videos. Uh, so it's it's terrible thing, actually. But I'm going to I'm using him to uh, to get the gospel out by correcting what he's saying. And so I'm beginning this series and it's starting with a, with an interview that he did with two other famous guys. One is a, a, a hip hop or m music artist here in Italy, f super famous. And uh, they post uh, a new podcast episode. Now Italy's starting to do podcasting. They post an episode I saw, and within four hours, they have over 240,000 views or something ridiculous. So it's well seen. And they had this priest on there because they had a little uh, talk between the two of them. And uh, they interviewed him. And uh, I'm going through his interview just correcting everything he's saying in light of the gospel. So proclaiming the gospel through what he's saying. And I'm taking clips and then giving a biblical answer to what he's saying, what he should have said or doesn't know yet, these kinds of things. And we're just giving a dialogue, but using it as a as a, a starting point to get the gospel out on these topics that everybody asks. You know, like he's asking questions like, uh, you know, how is it? how did it come to your mind at 19 years old to decide to be uh, uh, celibate all your life by, by being a priest. How did that even come to your mind? And then I point out from the scripture, well, it's actually, that's not a biblical concept at all. A priest, it's not a thing we see in the New Testament. Being celibate is not a thing we see in the New Testament, except for rare situations uh, where maybe if you're called to a mission and you know you're going to die, better not to get married first. Uh, these kinds of things. And uh, But the, the, the call of a pastor, nowhere is it taught in Scripture you need to be celibate. Actually, we see the opposite. Be a, a man who loves his wife well and is a good example to the flock and so on, knows how to care for your own family. Otherwise, you can't care for the family of God where it's made up of numerous families. Uh, so we're, we're taking these topics one at a time, and I'm going to make another one, Lord willing, after this video and, and podcast episode today uh, to do another one. And, uh, and so pray for God to bless those efforts, to use them, and may people get saved uh, through that. Uh, we pray. Uh, another podcast episode then, moving on, is available, uh, Refining Fire of Italy, yep, all kinds of stuff available through PMC, continue to check it out. Uh, if you want to be a part of uh, a podcast episode with your own question you want to get an answer for related to missions in Italy, uh, a fun new way here, you can go to this link, I'll put it in the show notes, it's always there, and you can record a message, and we can play your message in a podcast episode and then give an answer to it, uh, just to make it a little more exciting, perhaps. Think about it. You can be the person to, to first do that. Uh, the literature distributions, nothing new to say here. That's still going on. But we do have a good quote here, again, from Thomas Hale on the, from the book On Being a Missionary, fantastic book. And he, he says this, One thing must be kept in mind, however. The ministry of the Word is always essential at some point if a person is to be reconciled to God. No one can be saved by service alone. Ministry of the Word is indispensable to mission. Without it, 
true mission does not exist. Good reminder, the proclamation of the word needs to be central. Uh, it always needs to be there. Can't be neglecting the proclamation of the word of God. And that's all we'll say for today. Just want to wrap it up here at, with that. Uh, so thank you for your prayers, your support, your love. We appreciate you guys. And like Jesus driven to his cross, uh, so we drive ourselves to the singular task of church planning in Italy exclusively. Thanks for being a part of the ministry. God bless you. Ciao, ciao. The PMC Media Ministry exists to incorporate Christians into the Lord's mission of evangelism, discipleship, and church planning in Italy so others can flourish in Jesus' global mission whether they go or they stay. Thank you for being a part of the ministry. To learn more about what we do and how you can be involved, visit practicalmissions.org. If you like the podcast, we encourage you now to come on over and join us on the inside. If you love Jesus Christ, you love this podcast, you love the Italian people, you love the church of Jesus Christ, it's the perfect place for you to meet other people and uh, see and understand more about the Italian culture and what is going on with Practical Missions Cohort in the Italian context. Look forward to seeing you over there. God bless.